0: You are listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: Hey, Gordon Damer.
0: Larry Hardesty, how are we feeling tonight, my friend?
1: I'm doing good, thank you, sir. Doing good, doing good, doing good. Yourself? I can't complain. I can't complain. Well, oh, you could go ahead, you could complain to me. No, I, I'm not, I, I could know nobody complain, listens, but, I'm but I'm not you going, going I'm,
0: no, I'm living the dream, Larry. There's oh, oh no okay. Good. Complain. All right, I just was wondering if you're feeling, if you're, if, sometimes when you have the, the, the illness, mm-hmm. you start to feel better, but then. It's two steps forward, one step back. I wanted yes. to make sure you were still you're still advancing in the right direction. Like our buddy Joe, the patient. Yeah. He 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 was sick. He started to feel better. He got sick again. I want to make sure yeah. you're you're trending in the right direction, especially at your age.
1: Hello. I just dropped out. My <laughs> age. <laughs> ah, I just have to throw that one out. It's Not very My often, Larry. I to drug- get to
0: talk to people that are older than me these days. You
1: know. Uh huh. Well, don't worry, Richard. The call.
0: <laughs> all the all the all the latest gogalax that you need to gogalax.
1: That's it. He'll yeah. be right there with you. Yeah. All right, Gordon. Uh, yes. We'll line the phone lines open. When we'll hear what the fans have to think about this trade? Gordon texted me earlier. He's eh, not really nah, not really a fan of it. Not, well, not really, well, initial reaction. Yeah, initial not really reaction.
0: I, I'll be honest. At first, when I saw Alec Burks. It, yeah. it kind of stemmed some of the enthusiasm I had
1: for it. That, because, that's, and that's partly my fault.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, you know, we saw Alec Burks here. And, and and to me, going into the trade deadline, the thing you needed most of all was somebody to come in and, it, well, come in and, and run that second unit right. offensively and get people in their spots and all that stuff. And I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think that Alec Burks is that kind of player. Right. But unfortunately, with the injuries that they've had, They need some bodies as well. They need some people in the front court. So I think that this was kind of – if everybody had been healthy, I think that this package would have gone solely for one player to kind of be that backup point guard. But because Uh of the injuries and all all these guys, and who knows when they're going to be back, they kind of had to do a little bit of of both and and get somebody who you know could shoot from the wings and and also play in the front court like Bogdanovich can.
1: Yeah, and let's start. That's our – some of the top stories we'll be talking about here. This is probably the story we'll be talking about most tonight yeah. on ESPN New York tonight. And Gordon referring to the Knicks acquiring Bojan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks from Detroit in exchange for Fournier, Grimes, Flynn, and Archiacting Cano. I always try, always mess that right. up. Right? You got um, one. You, you traded one tough name away, and you got another one back. Absolutely. But the other one, the, one that one tough name, never played. This one's going to play, yeah, so he's I have gonna to gonna practice Bogdanovich a lot. Bogdanovic a lot, yeah. uh, a lot. Uh, so Gordon. This combined with the fact that OG Ananobi is now going to be out at least, I would say, another month mm. with the elbow surgery to get rid of the chips in the elbow. You're a thousand percent right. And so this was interesting for me because the results, the commentary around the league, everybody's giving the Knicks kudos. Oh, they're like, they're, what a They're move. the biggest winners of the trade deadline. I mean, and and Gordon, can I be honest with you? I'm not used to hearing that from the Knicks. I uh, hear, yeah, it's you know, now they're talking about territory. Eastern, Eastern Conference. I, they they could go to the conference championship, mm-hmm. and you know, some. I'm, uh, so forgive me. I, would I love to see that? Absolutely, absolutely. I would love to see them get to the conference championship. Can I wait and see how the folks look when they come back from from injury? And oh, by the way, Hartenstein left in the second quarter and did not come back tonight. So. Am I looking at another injury for this Knicks team? The Knicks are the rare
0: team that can be both winners and losers at the <laughs> trade deadline. <laughs> yep. The trade right. the, is, is, is a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to say, even I would say, they didn't give up anything of, of no, real absolutely. value. I mean, no. Grimes was was kind of on the way out anyway. A couple of second-round picks. Uh, F- Evan Fournier, I feel like we should be playing uh, Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember you from him sitting on the bench every single day. Uh, not playing, so they they won the trade. It's a good trade, solid trade. But uh-huh. between the news about OG and then Hartenstein going down, the Knicks are both winners and losers of the trade deadline. Because tonight they had guys out there laughing. Who the hell is this yeah. guy?
1: Guys that would have never played, right? And, and listen, Toppin, enjoy the minute you got on the court tonight, my friend, because uh-huh. you're not coming back. I I don't you know you'll be or you'll be in the dunk contest. But in the game, I nah, I don't see it. I don't see it. So, and tonight's game, Gordon, listen, I went into tonight's game. I was like, just don't get embarrassed. I know you're not winning. Mm-hmm. Just don't get embarrassed. And they did. They took a page out of, uh, you know, uh, a book of, you know what, we're not going down without a fight. Yeah. You know, T- and so I appreciated that from them. Tonight's game was like, you ever go to see like a famous band? Somebody
0: gets tickets and you're going to go see a famous band band. From back in the day, and then mm-hmm. you go see the band, and you show up, and the guys come out. You're like, "Who the hell are these guys?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, the backup um, boys. Y- y- yeah, right. You go see Leonard Skinner. You're saying, "Who the heck?" I don't remember any of these guys in Leonard Skinner. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that was that was the Knicks tonight. There was a guy wearing double zero out there. There's some guy named Charlie Brown. I didn't even uh-huh. know he was on the roster. Taj yeah. Gibson's playing 25 minutes and dying. So- <laughs> 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 he, looked, <laughs> dying. he looked exhausted. <laughs> Uh, I feel for him, but uh, yeah, look, it, it is what it is tonight. It's about the long haul, and right now, it's really about when are the Knicks going to get some of these pieces back? Is, I mean, the OG news is really is a real bummer. Yeah. Because we kind of felt like when they made the change in the injury designation, I thought that meant he was getting a little closer to coming back than mm-hmm. than this. Now he's yeah. he's going to be gone. Pro- you know what? Probably about a month. Yeah. It, it,
1: it, if they are lucky, he and Randall will probably be coming back the same time. If you're lucky. Right. And now you have to worry about it. Because this is the second time Hartenstein's had
0: yes this pop up. And, yep. again, we're not doctors. We don't play them on the radio. But generally, an injury that you already had once, and then it, you aggravate it. Mm-hmm. And it's an Achilles injury. Yep. Not not general. I would not think that's good. No. I agree. It's not what you want. No it's it's not one of those ones you go to the doctor and like george says you want to get out of here that's not a get out of here that's not like ah you're fine get back on the court rub some dirt on it
1: yeah no question and now it makes you wonder gordon if he was hurt when the deal was made yeah maybe and and should that have been not that you you know should that have been maybe you don't give up as much You know what I mean? It it just makes you wonder. It just makes you wonder. Well, look, I I think he's
0: he's a tough guy and he wants to be out there and probably felt like, you know, I could probably play through it and these things kind of pop up. I mean, you're that big. You're taking all these steps. You just take one step. I take a bunch of steps weird, and as Trey from Brooklyn has already pointed out, I'm not even that
1: tall. So, (laughs) you know, you take these weird steps every once in a while and uh, things can happen. But and what I was referring to, I was going back to OG. It makes you wonder if he was hurt with that elbow. Oh, when they made the trade for him, when the oh, deal was made. Yeah, and, who knows? You
0: know, he, so, he's he's
1: not exactly an iron man. Well, no, and see the thing about him, you kind of get the impression, Gordon, that he's a guy like I got to be like ninety-eight to hundred percent before I play. Yeah, you know, and that might be the case. So we'll we'll find out. We'll find out what's happening. I will say this about the deal, and that is. Um, the folks I spoke with, the positive thing about Burks and uh, Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. Bogdanovich is, you now have two more scores. Remember, Gordon, I was talking about how you just wonder as you go further into the postseason, will do the Knicks have enough scoring? Right, when you play better teams and teams that are going to really test you and teams you know like like Indiana that can score. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teams like Miami that like to get you into a half-court, you know, hand-to-hand combat situation. Will you have enough folks to score? And one of the folks that I really rely on uh, said to me, now, listen, you got six guys who can score the basketball. That makes you a little bit better. And you got more options when you play the better teams, Gordon. And that's what's going to – look, the Nick defense is going to be solid. Okay? It's going to be can they find ways to score. And they're deep and they can score. This is going to be a good thing for them.
0: Yeah, and shooting. I mean, they, they last year they didn't have any shooters, and no. now
1: they, they have a they have a bunch and Bogdanovich is,
0: and Burks. Uh, you know, Burks can get hot at times as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, Nets also played. Let's make a deal today. Gordon Dennis Schroeder, that mm-hmm. is young from the Raptors in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie and a couple of uh, and a couple of folks. So, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie going north of the boy. Toronto's doing a lot of movement, aren't they? Yeah. And he and Spencer Dinwiddie was at the game tonight. I know it was like something from the
0: WWE, where the guys like watching the other guys match or something like that. Yeah, I feel like he might uh, he might be joining maybe the Dallas Mavericks. is trying to get some some insights. And by the way, one more thing about the trade. Hmm. Imagine being the guy. Imagine being Fournier. Right. You finally find out. You know what? You don't have. You're gonna get to play again. Hmm. But you're going to Detroit. Yeah. In winter. Yeah. It's a, well, a bad team. Not a not a exactly a destination
1: location, right? Not not nope. exactly a place you want exactly. to be. And here's the best part about it: nobody plays defense there anyway. So just go shoot, my friend. Just go yeah. shoot.
0: Oof, that I'm is not rough. worried
1: about defense. <laughs> is, not worried is, about that. Hallelujah.
0: Rough. That's a rough. That's a rough phone call. You're finally
1: getting to play, but guess yeah. where? Yeah. The,
2: the,
0: the
1: defense, which is dead. You can go. Mm-hmm. Play, you can go and just shoot. Uh, Mavericks near. Mavericks acquired the Wizards' Daniel Gafford and Hornets' P.J. Washington. And they need some rebounding. Now, they didn't need it tonight because, you know, they, the Knicks were so shorthanded. But that's been the biggest knock against this Dallas team uh, other than can will, will Kyrie Irving be on the floor enough to help out Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been their ability to rebound, especially in the postseason. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and 76ers acquired guard Buddy Heal from the Pacers. So they're looking for some more scoring. Right. Uh, because they definitely need it, not knowing when Joel Embiid's coming back.
0: Yeah, tough, right? I mean, you lose your star player, and and it's almost the type of thing where, like, we've been talking this entire time, well, we want the Knicks to be mm-hmm. out of four. We want them to be three. Yes. You could find yourself in a spot where you're facing the
1: Sixers in the first round with yeah. a
0: healthy Embiid.
1: Yeah. That ain't where you want to be either. Yeah, you know, these injuries are going to really force you to – it's going to make some adjustments as to where this team's going to finish mm-hmm. in the postseason. So you just hope that – Gordon, all you can hope is that you tread water. All you can hope is that you remain at 500. Try to, you know, try to get a steal a couple of wins. It's really imperative now. You've done a good job of it so far, but it's really, really imperative that you find a way to beat the teams under 500 because you're going to need those wins. Those are the wins that are going to help you buy some time. Because now, you know, the question is against teams that are over 500. Until you get your troops back, it's, it's going to be tough sledding.
0: Yeah, no question. Um, and there's still a lot of basketball to be played in the regular season.
1: We're just, we're just getting rolling here, man. Yeah. Gordon, I heard, I was listening to the K show today Mm -hmm. and I thought it was July. I heard Aaron Boone. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: pitchers and catchers aren't that far away, right? Wow.
1: I heard the Yankee manager. I, I, I had, I thought we were going to do a little uh, answers with Aaron. I had the oh, flashback. Can't wait.
0: Can't wait for those, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sure you can. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> I know that's right. Absolutely. Gordon, we're getting closer. Super Bowl Sunday mm-hmm. is coming up, and uh, we'll have some thoughts. Uh, we'll give you our predictions of what we think just might happen. Uh, and, uh, Gordon, um, our good friends, uh, Carlin and Joe, Mm-hmm. Had Saquon Barkley on today. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And uh, they asked him a question about a possibility of going to an interesting team in the AFC. We'll talk mm. about that before the air. Before we leave the air tonight. Those are just some of the stories we're chatting about inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight. When we return, we'll head to the phones to get your thoughts on the Knicks trades. You like it? You don't like it? How you feeling right now? We'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: I want to make yeah. sure you're you're trending in the right direction, especially at your age. Hello? I just dropped out. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is your MVP for this season. His second one after winning the award following the 2019 season. Lamar Jackson, your NFL MVP after a real it's probably a hollow hollow uh, award yeah, for him very after hollow, last right? week
0: yeah uh two mvps in his career but two playoff wins in his career yeah. so uh it's it's an, a tremendous accomplishment and they did have a great regular season but they did. whenever that happens and you you crap out like they did in the performance that he had it's always going to ring a little hollow how about you, joe flacco being the comeback player of the oh, i mean what are we talking about comeback so if you stink one year and then you play pretty well for a small stretch, the next,
1: you can be the comeback player of the year. That's right. You sure can be. You sure That's can weird. be. Christian McCaffrey, your offensive player of the year. Uh, CJ Stroud, obviously the rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns defensive end, Miles Garrett, your defensive player of the year. Will Anderson, the defensive rookie of the year. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year for the second time. So those are your NFL awards. Gordon? I I I am stunned. What Woody Johnson said today. I am stunned, because he Come never up. he he never he never puts an ultimatum on anything. He never does. He never does. Wow. Ever. Was, I don't
0: know, ever. know. It was kind of a weak ultimatum, though.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, it, yeah, but but that well, yeah, but you know, it's him. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean. You know, we got to produce this year. I, I'm angry. Everybody knows. Yeah, I, the, the
0: idea that he's—he's he's, oh, he's this is the angriest they've ever seen. I don't know. You I you is. It is. Because he, he
1: doesn't—he doesn't show it. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying he doesn't get angry around the office. I'm sure he does. But you
0: know. I feel like you know the people who really get angry, like you you know people I mean, I would not wanna see that guy when he's angry, uh-huh. even if you don't know him that well. Woody yeah. does not come across to me as a guy who wow he's yeah. he's a billionaire and he owns the team, so I guess you don't wanna I never wanna offend a billionaire, but right
1: I don't know, yeah, it's not exactly result central over there no, no, it hasn't been there's no question about that, no question about that, but uh you know. He made it clear, we need a backup quarterback because we didn't have one last year.
0: Whew. Somewhere, somewhere, uh, Zach Wilson felt, oh, ow. That somebody got yeah. a voodoo doll or something. They didn't mention my name. it got me.
1: Yeah. He didn't have to mention his name. Well, we knew. I mean, Woody, we, we could have told you that last year. Yeah.
0: We could have told see, you that going into the season. We were all yelling and screaming it, but going into yeah. the season, the Jets don't have a backup quarterback.
1: And see, that's what happens when – you don't hold your people accountable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? So now you're going to hold them accountable. Well, you wasted a year. <laughs> right. With you know, a 40-year-old quarterback. Yeah. yeah. You know, you knew going in. I mean, you know, yeah. he's relying on his football people, Gordon, and they continue to let him down. They continue to let him down. No question. And so, yeah, he's going to take the brunt of it, and you understand it because the buck stops at your desk because you are the owner. You're the guy that signs the checks. But, you know, I get you know, I hire these football people Gordon and they're supposed to tell me they're the football people they're supposed to know the sport didn't you know we needed a backup quarterback? why didn't you get me one well you know we got okay better work so
0: well uh, I, interesting. I, I, yeah, What it leads to uh, is next year is a bottom-line year for the Jets. Mm-hmm.
1: And we everybody
0: will not, knows. We will not have to – it will not be like a Rorschach test or whatever mm-hmm. you call those tests where you look at, oh, I want, is it good enough? Is it not good enough? Either they'll be in the playoffs, and, and then you can have conversations about people keeping their jobs, or they'll be out of the playoffs, and you'll know, okay, we need – in addition to players, we need people now to come in. The coach has to go and the GM mm-hmm. has to go.
1: Yep. And everybody knows. And if they didn't us. know, they know now. You know now. You they have to know now. Yeah, you know now. I wonder if that means Aaron Rodgers has to go if they
0: don't do well. Oh no, he's there for. He's he's he might have more job security <laughs> than Cashman.
1: No, nobody has more job security. No, than Cashman. He, he might
0: have more. No, he no, might no, have no, more. No. He is there for no, the duration. No no, 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 no. Who has more? Who ha, who is here for? Who has more job security? Cashman. They, they're like they're not going anywhere. Cashman, right. Rogers, Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons. I guess you have to say Ben Simmons. He's really not going anywhere. There's, nobody, there's no chance of him going anywhere. Now he's not going to
1: be on the court, but he'll be sitting on that bench yep. forever. Yep. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever. Ever, Your calls are next on 9870 ESPN.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: Lamar Jackson is your MVP for the NFL. Gave you all the awards, talked about the Nick trades. Now we'll hear from you. 1 800 919 3776. Spikes in St. Pete. Spike, start us off on ESPN New York tonight.
3: Well, good evening. What a pleasure. I'm, I'm always uh, selfishly resentful that you get chopped on your hours, but that's, uh, there's a good reason behind that. But I'll, I'll take. I'll speak quickly uh, and not a manual. Um, I had a lot of explaining to do today, and every uh, from my two boys and two close friends and one very close friend, everyone said, we, Leon moved the chips into the middle of the table, and it was perfect. And I'm going to tell you real quickly why. Uh, number, it's the time. Uh, The teams behind you are all suffering. Milwaukee looks like they're just uh, imploding, and that Adrian Griffin might backfire in their face. They just can't catch a cold or cover anybody. Philadelphia is going to be out uh, and beat. they say, four to six, and then he's going to have to get back into shape, and uh, then he'll get hurt again. I don't wish any harm on anyone. He's a great player, but he doesn't show up because of injuries. And uh, Cleveland's a whole other story. I could do two hours on that. I'm not afraid of them after we handled them last year. I don't think they improved all that much. And then the others are... uh, the, the, The bottom of the East is really bad. It really is. So two, three, or four, I'm taking it. And here's what happened. Our bench just got really strong. Two, six, five, six, 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 seven guys that could shoot over coverage. They both shoot 39 or 40%. Uh, Bogdanovich can put the ball on the deck. He's a big, strong guy. He's scoring 20 points a game when he's healthy. Alec Burks, don't handle the ball. Just d- go and get away from Brunson so when they double him, you can get the ball to him. I think Deuce will be fine as a backup point guard. I think uh, DiPosenzo will stay in the starting lineup. Hart will go back to the bench. And we have plenty of bigs. And the only threat's going to be, in my opinion now, from Boston because we we're, we're deep. We have three-point shooters. We can uh, The floor's open. I didn't even mention Randall. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to give Randall uh, some flowers because even though he'll clog up the court a little bit, he's still going to do what he does when he comes back. And one last thing. Uh, I sent Larry a private message. I won't read it on the air. It's a little off color. But a buddy of mine uh, said they misdiagnosed Ananobi. Just generally, what he had is a cleanup. It's an after-season cleanup. Now, maybe it wasn't diagnosed properly. Maybe they thought it would heal a different way. But that kind of chip scraping, that's that's maintenance. That's that's mm-hmm. called maintenance. Now, maybe one of you boys said it. Maybe he's one of these guys that has to be perfectly right. I don't get that impression. But, Gordon, tonight was the night to save that last account
0: number for homo cord Gordon. Open up the account and bet the max. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm a little... I'm a little more concerned, I think, than Nick fans are. Um, these injuries, uh, to get everybody back and everybody healthy and everybody in the when, – when we're talking about two of the main pieces in Randall and, and OG, they're not going to be back for a month.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a little scary to me. It's a little scary. And the other thing is the translation is that Brunson's going to be playing 40 minutes a night. Yeah, and and when is he coming back? You know, because Tibbs is not going to trust. He's going to be playing 40 minutes tonight. Mhm. Uh they they hoped that he would be back Saturday. Now, I don't know. That might be a bit early. That might be rushing it, right? They might you really want to rush it at this point. Now, if you've got if you got the guys here and past physicals, I mean, you'll have them. I yeah. mean, you you Gordon, I'm ready to not rush him back. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, no question. Know, there was some soreness. He worked out today. There was some soreness in the ankle, and so they said no, don't go. So you know, he because you know he wanted to play tonight against. Of course, that. You know he wanted yeah, to go. of course. So I'm like, well, you know, Cindy, it's Indiana. I'm like, you know, Gordon, uh, I I can for Jalen Brunson, I can wait another game. I'm good. I think that it might
0: be the type of thing where you
1: hold him out until after the All Star break. I would.
0: You got, what, three games to go before the All-Star break? Yeah. Uh Indiana, Houston, and Orlando.
1: Yeah, I'm good. And I'll see you after the All-Star game. That's what I would do. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey,
4: good evening, Larry. GD, shout out to the company. I definitely wanted to call in. Um, I wasn't too concerned with today's game because after the trade went down, we kind of knew that. We were gonna have pretty much the, you know, Westchester Knicks out there and it wasn't just it wasn't gonna look good and you and hope um but thankfully they did you know, Dante DiVincenzo Vincenzo was fantastic today and you know, he uh, they really kept it kept it a close game all the way towards the end. Um my con uh I I, I I can't say enough about the trade. I love the trade because of the fact that it answered what we were kind of needing all all season, which was size, depth, and three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. And we kind of pretty much answered all those questions with this trade. And it was, and it, and it, and for, you know, half, half, half of the fan base doesn't feel like we got fleeced, which is awesome. So it's kind of like almost unanimous. But uh, my concern is, you know, like what Gordon said, is more of the injuries because we know that, you know, when Julius Randle comes back, it, it, you know, the pressure is going to be on him to not have any excuses. And the thing that concerns me with the OG and an O with, with OGNN, an the injury, even though, you know, Spike said it's just, um um, pretty much, a cle- 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 pretty much more maintenance than anything. It's more when you do look at his game track record. Uh, Michael K. brought it up. He hasn't played 70 games, you know, since his rookie season. And even though there's a couple of games where he's reached 60, um, 60, 69, and a couple of others, it's just more of like, I'm um, more of like, uh. It does concern me, even though we 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 got more talent and we've got a bigger depth and everything else from a future standpoint. You know, we don't want these injuries to keep co- um, compounding itself, and and yeah, I, I don't want to see Jalen Brunson playing for more 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 than 40 plus minutes. I to, Tibbs really needs to does really need to control that. I don't know if he can er, help himself, but this is something that. We we can't have a we we can't have a failed playoff. So and everything looks like it we can possibly make a run here. So just want to throw that out there. Have a great one, guys.
1: All right, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. Listen, if 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 Jalen Brunson, if you want Jalen Brunson not to play forty plus minutes a game, then Gordon, what they have to do is beat teams and put them out of their misery with like mm-hmm. five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. There's nothing in doubt, and then he'll send them. That's what it's got to be. And hopefully, (laughs) I know, Gordon, and hopefully with the addition of the players that you have, um, you'll have some leeway now that you can afford to give him a couple of more minutes, even if you – because, look, I mean, mean, let's face it, NBA players play 35, 36, 37 minutes a game anyway on Mm -hmm. average, okay? And hopefully now you won't need him to play 40 minutes a game because he has help. And he'll have other options. And so, if indeed you've got you know Burks playing well, and you know uh, Hart coming off the bench again, and, and that bench mob playing well, now there won't be such an urgency for them for for Tibbs to say, okay, I gotta get Brunson back in because the game is slipping away. You know, because because Burks can bring the ball up too. Even 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 if you're not happy with. You know, the way that uh, McBride's running the offense for some reason, he's got too much dribble or something of of that nature. You've got somebody else who can handle the ball now. Not saying that I want him to run the offense, Gordon, but what I am saying is he's a guy who knows the offense. He was here before. He knows how to work it, and so he can do some things. And so I think that hopefully with the efficiency of the bench play, you won't need him to play as many minutes. You should. that's, That's the plan. Yep, that's the plan. That's the oh,
0: it almost feels like it's a regular thing now where you're, you're searching
1: X every single day yeah. for Nick injury updates. Yep. Absolutely. That's the way it looks. That's the way it looks. Justin's in Tom's river. What's up, Justin.
5: Hey guys. Thank you for taking my phone call. As always, you know, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted your take Larry, you, you know, um, I'm obviously a really disgusted Jet fan. You know, I'm 36 years old, Larry. The last time the Jets made a playoffs, I was 22 turning 23 years old. I'm almost in my, in my late 30s now. And, you know, Woody comes out today, and it, and it goes without saying, I, I would hope he would be angry. And, you know, he's part of the problem here in New York. You know, and I, as a Jet fan, I'm really frustrated. And, like, you know, I want to know, Larry, why doesn't the media hold Woody accountable? You know, we talk about him holding the organization accountable. Why is not the media all the time hold him accountable? He's one of the worst owners in sports. Granted, he spends money, but he's had misstep after misstep, Larry. He goes, he's, he's an ambassador. He leaves his brother in charge. He leaves McHaggan to do a draft. Then he fires him. He, his management skills with with hiring is, is, is horrible. And, you know, it's just, a, you know, the Jet fan base is a big fan base in New York. Every time there's a Jet conversation, the phones light up. In my opinion, besides the Yankees, the most passionate fan base in New York. And, you know, if James Dolan or one of the other owners in New York pulled the crap that Woody did, his feet would be brought to the fire. And I want to know why he's not held accountable by the media.
1: But, Justin, I think he is held accountable. Thanks for the phone call. Maybe not to the extent that others have been. That may be fair. But he is held to – he is held. He is held accountable by the media. The media talks about him all the time. The media talks about the failed decisions that he's made all the time. I mean, Gordon. Let's face it: the fact that the Nick the, the Knicks, the fact that uh, the Jets have struggled as much as they have, it all leads back up to to, to the owner. It just does. The, the, you know, just the, you know, his brother putting Adam turning the franchise over to Adam Gase. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just been so many different things. So, no, they the, he's taken criticism, Gordon. There's no question about it. Yeah, I, well,
0: the, here's the thing. We're never going to focus on owners as much as the people that are in the, the, the public eye, right? We're always going to blame the coach more than we blame the GM. We're always going to blame the GM more than the owner. But, I mean, I think that Woody gets – with the Jets, everybody gets blamed. Yeah, when you haven't made the playoffs, and as long as and at the end, he's he's the bottom line guy, so he right. he definitely gets his share of uh, his his share of blame. But I think we, it's the same thing with the Giants, right? Like we never talk about the Maras or the Tishes as much as we talked about Dave Gettleman. Why? Uh-huh. Because Dave Gettleman was more in the public eye, and I guess because the the owners have had some success in the past. So maybe that's a bad example, but. I think you're always going to focus on the people who are more directly in line to the games. So the coach and his decisions are always going to get more of of the blame followed by the GM and then going up the ladder.
1: And, yeah, I hear what you're saying, Justin. We did – I mean, the media has been very tough on James Dolan and the Knicks. I mean, they they really have over the years. There's no question about that. I mean, they've been brutal. It's it's been brutal. But I do think that, um, you know, it's – it gets worse and worse. So I think you'll hear some more, but Gordon Gordon is right. You always focus on – we mentioned Woody Johnson. Lord knows Buddha yeah. mentions Woody Johnson all the yep. time. But you're right. You focus on the general manager because the general manager is the one making the decisions. And it's just been – I just don't understand how they how they just – it's hard not to make the playoffs in 13 years, Gordon. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard.
0: It is. It is. Uh, and, and you have to say this for Woody. He has had some success. He has. I mean, they went to back to back championship games while Woody was the owner. Now, yep. it's been a disaster basically since then. And I think it's I, I think that Woody is a, like a lot of these owners, maybe like Dolan as well, in, in that they are maybe fans, but they realize they don't know the sport. Mm-hmm. And they are. It's about do they hire the right people for a lot of years? James Dolan didn't hire the right people. Now yep. he has hired the right people, and we see how that's worked out. At one point, I think that that Woody did have the right people in charge, and and since then it's been very questionable.
1: Yeah, it has been. It just hasn't worked out. It's 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 sad. It really is because it's true. The Jets have a f- passionate fan base now. Oh, no question. I will say this though, Justin. I think the Knicks have a little more passionate yes. fan base. Yeah. than the Jets do. And you know they. You think you know, you've
0: had a tough time. Thirteen yeah, really. years is like a blink of an eye, <laughs> Nick
1: fans. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen years? You're complaining about thirteen years? Oh man, it's you know that that's why that's why Nick fans are so appreciative of these past couple of years, Gordon. Mm-hmm. There's no been, question. I mean, twenty what? Twenty thirteen, right? The last time they were in postseason, twenty thirteen before this this recent success, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of. Bad basketball. It's oh, bad, lots of bad basketball. And,
0: and and times when you were a fan, where you were in the middle of it, and and you couldn't wait for the season to be over, uh-huh. and, and you just knew, even at the starts of seasons, this yeah. is not going anywhere. So we got to no. get through this entire season before there's even the possibility of hope.
1: That's yeah. the that's the worst. That's the worst part, and that's the way it was with the Knicks, not that long ago. Twenty wins, twenty two wins, Gordon. 15 wins. Oh my god! Season over in December. Oh, my gosh. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best of
6: ESPN New York tonight.
1: Gordon, who had an interesting twist on the Nick trade today, something that uh, you might have missed, but it's an excellent point, and it lets you know Gordon, that they may not be done at the end of the season. Let's head back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Max is in the car. He's next on 987. What's up, Max?
6: Hey, how are you? Good, Max. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, I am good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, cool. You know, I wanted to talk about the the Brooklyn Nets. I just came okay. from the game, uh-huh. and I've been a loyal uh, chicken holder since they made the move from Jersey to Brooklyn. Okay. So, so I've watched... Two general managers, Billy King and now Sean Marks, do a little something-something and then just make completely bonehead moves. Now, Sean Marks, it's obvious to me after tonight's game, the stench from the Laurel and Hardy show still emanates over the Barclay. You know, uh, Hardy comes back the other night and has a little performance and, you know, I'm just really upset with the fact that at the time, you know, he entrusted you know, two free agents who came with, you know, championship rings, but unfortunately they didn't have the leadership. And I think, you know, he gave them too much. You know, getting rid of Kenny Atkinson, that was a no-no. You know, starting Jordan over Jared Allen, that was a no-no. He gave them too much. So now at the end of the day that they're gone, he got something back for them, but not enough. He should have insisted when he traded Harden, put Maxi in the deal, not Seth Curry. You know, he's had his day, so now I think Mr. Sai should move on, he should reach out to a Mark Jackson to see where his head is at, whether he wants to be a GM or coach. If that doesn't work out, then he needs to call Golden State and ask them to speak to Kenny Atkinson, ask Kenny, is he willing to come back? Sean should have never got rid of Kenny in the first damn place. Um, like you, I'm frustrated with the inconsistency of this team, and that's where John, Jacques Vaughn comes in. I was a Jacques Vaughn guy, Jacques Vaughn guy, give him a chance, Kyrie and KD made it difficult for him, especially Kyrie. I stayed in Jacques' corner. What I don't like about Jacques is the inconsistency on the defense. I don't like the fact that if you win three games, you lose six. If you win one game, you lose three. Enough is enough. He made your doka. I went to the game the other night with Houston, and let me tell you something. When them young boys came off the court and they wasn't hustling, I have good seats. I sit like maybe four or five rows away from the Houston bench underneath the basket. He had a few choice words for those young men, and they put some hustle in their game. The Nets don't play with no sense of urgency on defense, and it's just sickening. You know, thank you for your time, brother, and I'm going to let other people call you and ventilate.
1: All right, Max, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, that's probably one of the few Nets fans I've heard just put it in perspective of of what's going on and what's happened with that team. And the uh, Schrader for Dinwiddie move, uh, and Thaddeus Young is also coming back. is is not the answer either. They just have a mismatched group. You know, they have a bunch of really like Mikael Bridges is a very good player. Uh, you know, Johnson's Cam Cam Johnson's a very good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got some very good players, but they don't have front line players. You know, well they're and stuck. They're, they're stuck, stuck as a
0: result of those moves that they yeah, made. It's true. The, they are. And and you had to make them at the time because the people that were running the organization and it wasn't Sean Marks wanted those moves to be made. And when you go down that road and it's not just the Nets, other organizations would have turned the power over to those two stars, too, because they uh-huh. thought they were going to get a championship out of it. At least one. Yeah. Um, any or just about any organization would have made that same deal. Uh, and and in regards to Sean getting rid of Kenny Atkinson. Wasn't Sean, buddy? No. It was. It was the stars that w- they got what they wanted. They turned over the power to them, and and now the Nets are, are kind of left holding the bag, and they're going to be holding the bag for the next couple of years until they can dig out. Now, last year it seemed like they might have had some pieces in place with with Bridges and Claxton uh-huh. and a couple other guys, uh-huh. but generally these things, it's not progress is not a straight line r- right up. Yeah. So
1: it's this year. It's been it's kind of been back to square one. Has been. It's been rough. It's been rough over there. And Jacques Fawn, let's face it, he doesn't have a bunch of talent over there now. He's got some pieces. He doesn't have, you know, a lot of pieces there.
5: Yeah. So,
0: they're they're kind of in a tough spot because they uh-huh. probably should just forego these next couple of years and, and operate with that in mind. Like make deals to take back bad contracts to get further assets. And realize you're not going to go anywhere in the next couple of years anyway. Right. So at least be productive in the meantime. But uh-huh. maybe ownership doesn't want to go down that road again. But they've been down this road before.
1: They have, and they don't want to go down there again. But you know, and plus, <laughs> they got that you know that big weight sitting there in Ben Simmons. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. They're trapped. not getting out of that anytime soon. No, unless you. And, and I don't and think they do want that- to buy him out. Now
0: it's a lot of money. Right. I mean, what's the difference between buying him out and having him play an extra 10
1: games for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in two years? Yeah, it's true. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha?
7: Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Buddha. Listen, uh, to call it plain and simple, I mean, with the Nets, all you got to do is get some uh, ranch or, so, uh, or some uh, blue cheese. They ain't got nothing but wings. You can't, you can't win nothing like that, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> the, the, the team sucks, man. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't mean to say it like that, but, you know, Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Hart, when they left, I mean, they took the energy, the the, 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 the helium out of the balloon. There's nothing there. Jacques Vaughn with that long-ass beard. I mean, <laughs> ain't nothing happening over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um with the, with the Knicks, I, 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 I absolutely give them 100% credit. And, I, and I'm a, I'm a shout out a, a, a pal of mine. He's in a group called the uh, Company of Jace. I mean, hot take Johnny. He's been talking a lot about how Leon Rose has done a great job, you know, recently. And, he, and he's right. The trades are good. You know, tonight, with notwithstanding, they didn't have anybody playing. So the Knicks are in prime position to, at worst, be the three seed with all that shaken out. You know, in terms of the Eastern Conference, you know, and, and, and as Papa Lodge said, and I told him a while ago, the Bucks aren't who you thought they were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can't let them off the hook. They're they not going anywhere. But, um, oh, mm-hmm. listen, a guy called you earlier, and, 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 and um, and I'll just say this much about the Super Bowl before I get into that point because I'm going to shift to football. I mean, I couldn't be least interested in a Super Bowl as this one. I mean, the Chiefs, again— Kyle Shanahan and them again. I mean, who cares who wins? I, I'm sorry, I have no interest in that game. I, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll be rooting as a as a partial Swifty for the Chiefs. But uh, you know, look, I, you know, listen. A guy called you before, and he was like, "Look, I, I, I don't want to. I, I don't know his name, but he called. He said, Justin you know, Woody Johnson gets off scot free in his town.'" and... You pointed out some salient points about how his brother took over the team and, you know, it was was, a lot of bad moves that were made. But that dude was 100% right. Let's keep it a stack. You know, especially on this station, I know the Jets are on here. You know, all you hear about is Rob Salah, uh, so recently, after like five years of, of inconsistent drafting and free agent science, you're finally hearing some people question, you know, Teflon Joe Douglas, who I told you a thousand times has been super overrated. Uh, the, the rated R superstar Aaron Rodgers, people are starting to see, you know, what kind of a fraud and a phony he is. And, and it's all been Zach Wilson. But it never it starts, the discussion never starts with Woodrow. And let, let's keep it. A, let, let, let's keep it a buck. I mean, this regime sucks, but the regime before them sucked, and then the regime before them sucked. So I mean, at some point, like, could he get some of the a cut of the pie of the blame here? I mean, you know, you talk about he came out and he sort of said that he he wants to put a winning. Listen, this guy has become an absolute buffoon as an owner. I mean, he's making good money off this team with that TV deal. I get it. And, you know, a lot of owners, I mean, he might have got five or six owners who like winning a Super Bowl is a real legit thing for him. Listen, that Aaron Rodgers thing was more about um, selling jerseys and merchandise than it was about winning. Anybody who saw him play knew that he was declining. And, and, and Woody Johnson, I mean, come on. Did this stuff? Forget about that he went to England and did all that he used to hire people who knew about football, let them do their job, and, and, and that was it. Somewhere along the line, he came in here on some like, I I I, I want to pick who who you draft. I want to do this. I, I mean, come on. He gets. Listen, yeah, they, like my wife said, was hanging out with Jerry Jones, uh, and, and 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 it's and it's not been good. He has not gotten the criticism he deserves or is warranted here. He sucks, man.
1: <laughs> All right, Booth. I hear what you're saying. Well,
0: here's the thing. Like, what are we going to blame Woody for that we wouldn't blame Joe Douglas or Robert Sala for? You know okay. what I mean? Like, okay, so they picked Zach Wilson, right? And that was a disastrous pick. Or the making the Aaron Rodgers move. That, at least so far, has been a disaster. We're going to blame the owner? We're going to have the conversation focus more on the owner on those moves than the GM? And I will take issue with Buddha on Teflon Joe. Maybe I don't know other shows, but on our show, we have we have been very critical of Joe Douglas for years. Him alone, on right? This show Buddha alone on this show, but we have. Well, yeah, we have we have, we have absolutely have. hammered him about the drafts. He had one good draft, and all these type of things. So um, I, I would take issue with that. But I like I hear what he's saying, and I'm not saying he's wrong. But he's like not how. Wrong. O- How are we going – now, like, the one story that I would say that maybe got focus on the owner was the idea that the owner pushed the Jets to draft Zach Zach Wilson. Wilson. Mm -hmm. But we've never got any confirmation on that, so it's kind of hard to be like, well, it's all his fault. It's his fault at the end of the day, and when we talk about the problems of the Jets, a slice of the pie is always going to go to Woody Johnson because he is the owner, Mm -hmm. but I think that – When we talk about the the issues of the Jets, it's always going to be more directly linked to the people that are making the decisions on the players, the GM and the head coach, the everyday people, right? The people you see, right? And here's the thing. I think the Jets issues actually are more the blame of Joe Douglas. But I think that Robert Sala gets far more of the blame like this past year. Robert Sala was kind of caught in the crossfire. It was much more the decisions made in the offseason by uh-huh. the GM that That's kind right. of
1: screwed the head coach, but the head coach got more of the blame. And the head, and what makes it worse for him is the head coach is out there every day. Oh, Absolutely. Before games, yeah, after games. Every after day. Games, <laughs> every <these> day. <laughs> the same questions every week. Every day. Every day. You know, he's there. And the GM only has to speak, what, twice oh. a year? Right? Like if you want to uh, I, uh, that's
0: a good point. Like if you want to really hammer The fact that Joe Douglas, you never hear from the guy. Never. You and he has far more of a fingerprint on 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 why the Jets are in this malaise here and, and why they've not fired. I mean,
1: Yeah. Cuz it's him. Yeah. I and mean, you he never he started hear from out. Him. He started out with a bad trade when he brought this offensive lineman that was home on 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 the sitting at home on the couch
0: um i can't think think of his his name name. Uh, ryan um oh geez i can't think of his name
1: it's okay it's it's all right he he, we don't deserve to remember his name right and so you know it it wasn't like pew last year the giants called pew off the bench he was great Mm -hmm. considering they called him at home off off, sitting on his couch this guy was awful he was awful And 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 this you know what was his specialty gordon Offensive, offensive line. It's still messed up. Yeah.
0: He came in. We're going to fix the offensive line. We're going to protect Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is long gone. Long gone. And the offensive line is still a mess. Zach Wilson's gone. Almost. Yeah. Well, and almost. the offensive line
1: is still almost. a mess. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has got one foot out the door because the offensive line is a mess. So, you know, it's, it's, I get what you're saying. It always comes back to the owner. I understand it. I get it. But he's not, it's, it's, it's a little different. Yeah. Like, ahead, it's a little we, different. Right. When we talk about the failures of the
0: Yankees, we're always going to focus it more on Cashman and Boone than we are on Hal Steinbrenner. Now, Hal Steinbrenner yeah. will get brought up at times. Sure. But it's it just, it's you know, you know what flows downhill? The blame goes uphill. And That's it's right. harder to get the blame all the way to the top because
1: we're, we're not in those rooms to see how much of an impact those people have. Yeah. I mean, the biggest blame you have for Woody is that he chose the wrong people. No question. Just that, that, the biggest blame. He's and if you want to blame piece. him for leaving the team in the hands of his brother,
0: I think that that's a fair criticism, right? Yeah. Like if you're if you're this person who they portray, oh, he's so desperate to win, he's so desperate to win. Well, then you don't take off for a couple of years while your team is is. Let me no. know. I'll be in England. Let me email yeah. me. You got
1: my yeah. email? Yeah. I that's mean, right. I, that's a fair criticism, and I think we brought that up at times, sure, on a number of occasions one 800 919 3776 We got more stuff to do next on 987 ESPN. No first round pick given up. I tell you this, Gordon, It's a good move by Leon Rose and Company.
0: And and as we brought up the other night, like Leon Rose, when you when Leon Rose came here. If you thought, okay, the Knicks are going to be good under Leon Rose, it's going to be because he is going to be able to sway the the high profile star Mm -hmm. to come here and save the organization. He's connected. He's he's got a voice in the room that most people can't get into because of his connections. That hasn't been the case. He's just made solid basketball move after solid basketball move and still with the possibility and the expectation of making the big blockbuster trade for the superstar.
1: This is probably from a. We we'll get to the calls in a second, Gordon. Probably from a fan standpoint, this is the best condition this team has been in. I, I You got to go back to maybe the, the Dave Checketts era. Yeah, yeah. I mean to say he- that you've got sustainable. You're in the market right now where you could have sustainable success. Mm-hmm. You're not over the salary cap. No. Nope. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've got you've, you've got your draft picks. Mm-hmm. You've been able to draft the young talent that has been good enough for you to use that young talent Mm -hmm. to improve your roster, keep, keep the folks around, but use that young talent to improve your roster. I mean, this is the best this team shape this team has been since, since the Raleigh check it era. I might make the argument that it
0: might even look, they're not having the success of that era. I get it. Mm -hmm. But at least in terms of the Mm decision-making and the assets that they've compiled, they're in really good shape. They, they have are. done a really good job and have done it while winning. They've built while winning. That's uh-huh. the hardest thing to do, to balance those two things, and they have balanced those two things. So uh, kudos to Leon Rose. Good. Uh, it's amazing the, the, um, the progress that they have made and, yep. and where they sit and the conversations that are now being had about the Knicks and in NBA circles. It's amazing. I mean – it's been at least since the checkets and Riley era
1: that, that people have felt this good about the Knicks. Respected. Yes. They're respected, respected the around Knicks the league, are not right? Respected. Yeah. They're respected. They haven't been respected in forever. And now they are. It's a great feeling. Chris is in the Bronx. What's up, Chris?
2: Good morning, my brothers. I uh, just wanna say thank you very much to both of you. I appreciate your show. Listen to sports radio a lot. First time calling in, you guys do a phenomenal job. Um just want to touch base two things real quick. First, the Knicks. I, uh, apologies. I just got in my car driving home, so if you already talked about it, I apologize. With the trades the Knicks made today, where do you see them? Because, honestly, I'm pretty optimistic, with, like you just said, with all the moves Leon has done in the past couple of months, starting with OG. I mean, I'm, I am I think this is the best Knicks basketball I've seen since the 90s. I mean, honestly. Honestly. There's no doubt about it. They're gritty. They're grimy. So I just want to know where you guys see them, assuming everybody could come back and they could be healthy. Uh, They could go.
1: I would would say that they should be able to at least, depending on who they play, but they should be able to at least get to deep into the, the Eastern Conference semis with a shot to go to the conference finals. My expectation
0: is Eastern Conference Finals. If you won a playoff series last year and you've made these these move after move this year that are all, we can all agree, great moves, I think you have to be able to advance. Now, if they lost a seven-game Eastern Conference semifinal series, maybe I could find a silver lining. But sitting here right now, the expectations, people come back, everybody's healthy for the playoffs, I want the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Well, a so we the I just want yeah, and I want to talk about the Jets. I mean, Jet fan all my life since they went Shay And I got to be honest, like, all the talk about getting rid of Salah, you know, Joe Douglas, he hasn't made all the best moves. But, I mean, as a Jet fan, I sit here and I look at people like Sauce, Breeze, you know, and, and I sit here and I say, we have a lot. And Buda, who's a great, I mean, phenomenal caller, much respect for him, I can't disagree on what I just heard him calling and say in terms of like getting rid of Joe and this. When, when does the carousel of the jet lunacy stop? I mean, when do we stop flipping coaches? People want to blame Salah for what he's doing. Give the guy a chance. I mean, he's had nothing to work with since he's got here. Joe Douglas, yeah, his drafts haven't been great. But, man, fellas, we got talent. And in terms of – Rodgers, I mean, yeah, he brought in a couple of people, but he didn't even get on the field. We're talking about a dude excluding this year that two years, you know, two of the last three years excluding this year, he was an MVP. Like, I don't understand Jeff fans and how they're always so quick to jump and die hard Jeff in here. Why everybody's so quick to make changes? Let's let this marinate a little bit. Let's see what Aaron, he's old. Let's see what he comes backward. but Man, we got a strong foundation that we really have potential to do something, and I don't get all the hate that Jet fans and just the New York fan in general
1: gives towards the Jets. Chris is frustration, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. It's frustration. It's it's feeling like you're a rat in the maze that you watch a thousand other teams who have less talent in some cases than you. Make the postseason. I mean, how many times, and Chris, you're you're a football fan. How many times have you seen teams go from worst to first? It's not your team, so that's the frustration that Jeff fans have. And it seems like, yes, for every move that they make right, two things go wrong, or three things go wrong with them. And so you're right, but the other part of it, Gordon, is this is this is a success business. Yeah, I mean if. if the guy's going into his sixth year, Gordon. This is going to be his sixth year as GM. I mean, yeah, I mean, let it marinate a little. You got a forty-year-old quarterback. I
0: mean, the GM is going into his sixth year. The the head coach is going into his fourth year. With no success, none. No, they've had one big season, which did. Uh, you can't even say it was a big season, but at least it was a ten-win season in like the last fifteen years, Larry. One in a and league that coach where not even here. Right, and and, and the, it, the, it's a league where, okay, you're down for a couple of years and then you come back up, and then you make the playoffs and maybe you go back down. It's 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 supposed to fluctuate. The Jets are the one constant.
1: Yeah. It's bad. Constantly bad. It's been bad. It's been bad. One re-return. Saquon Barkley, thinking of uh, warmer weather Gordon Dahmer. Oh, he was boy. on with Carlin and Joe today. We'll hear what he mm. had to say next on 98.7 ESPN.